0: Man, God desires a special relationship with us, he really does, and I think sometimes we take it for granted because of the country we live in and, and the world we live in, but uh, yeah, he wants to have a relationship with his people, and um, this union is distinguished by us living according to what God has said, um, and I think we forget that. We don't like being told what to do, do we? How many don't like it? Man, man, if I'm standing in a lineup and somebody comes up, and if their tone is just a little off and they tell me what to do, I get my back up. Do you? I get irritated. And if I'm in a really bad mood, I might say something. <laughs> and and i got to try to make sure to check myself before I uh, get go places, especially in a day where everything's heightened. Um, I can't remember where I was. Oh, yeah, I was on a plane. I went to Niagara Falls. My lovely wife and I went to one of her bucket list, so let's just be clear on that, and Niagara Falls, Ontario, right? When Michelle's like, let's go to Ontario. I was like, oh, what? Ontario, home of the maple leaves? No thanks. Um, but we went, and I, I have to say, I did enjoy Niagara Falls. It was very beautiful. Of course, God created it, so how could I not love it? Um, but it was actually surprising, so we had a very good time. But I was on <laughs> the plane coming back. I don't know why... Sometimes they like to pick on me, maybe it's my hair, maybe it's, maybe I just look like a big doofus and they want to go at me, I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I like to sit, I don't know about you, but I like to sit on the wing. If it's not up at the front of the plane, which by the way I can't afford, but if it's not at the front of the plane, um, it's on the wing, a little extra space, right, you got the wing, and there's an emergency exit, and being the safety guy I am, why wouldn't you want that guy sitting there? So we get on the plane, I'm sitting down, and you know, everyone's heightened, right? Everybody's heightened, everybody's tense, and so I'm trying to just be to myself, with, of course, with Michelle, but I, I don't want to get involved in any of the business of the plane. I want to sit there, and then they have to come and give you a spiel. I hope you realize you're sitting uh, in the emergency exit of the airplane. I'm like, well, I did pick it, so yeah, I do know that. And they tell me this every time, so I have to hear the spiel, it's kind of like the seatbelt spiel. Right? you got to hear that every time. Everybody's like, oh, good grief, we know. Basically, if this thing crashes, we ain't going to make this, so don't worry about the seatbelt. But anyways, I digress. Um, she's like, if there happens... So she comes over and she goes, I need to tell you about your, um, the row you're sitting in. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go again. I'm like, mm-hmm. And then I grab my, uh, one of my Nexus, and I'm, I'm sticking it in my wallet. And as I'm looking down, she, she says yes. I'm like, okay, yeah, go ahead. And I go to put it in, and she goes... I need your full attention. You can't be, um, you can't be doing multiple things while I'm talking. And I'm like, wow! Literally, this is what I said. Wow! Okay, we're gonna be like this today, are we? And I'm like, trying to. In my head, I'm going, don't, don't, just don't engage. And she goes, yes. So I'm gonna need your full attention. It's like, well. I'm sitting in a giant metal tube with nothing else to do, and you're breathing your garlic COVID breath on me. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear what you have to say. But anyways, I'll listen. So I went, yes, yes, okay, sure. And then I, <laughs> I couldn't really look at her because I was really mad. <laughs> and I'm trying to go, behave, 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 behave. And she says, do you understand? And I'm like, yeah, I got it. If the plane crashes... We'll jump out this window. And that was the end of it. She walked away, and I'm like, thank you, God, for giving me the mm, partial patience to deal with this situation. <laughs> I failed strongly. But there's a lot going on. And, and honestly, um, if they're having a bad day, um, I shouldn't allow it to impact how I feel, right? I shouldn't. But we do. We do. So I struggle with this regularly because when I'm out, it's like, can you not just be decent? Can people just not be... But everybody's heightened. They're heightened. There's so much going on. They're afraid of everything. Fear is massive right now. Fear of of what's going to happen. Fear of the next thing over the road. Inflation is at 7%. Like, come on. People are freaking out financially. So we all know that most marital issues happen with finances. So right now marriages are in a struggle, because everything's tightening up. A loaf of bread that used to be seven dollars, that's an expensive loaf of bread, is now 10, even more expensive, right? Because there's a war in the Ukraine and apparently we don't grow any wheat here. But I digress again, there's all this happening, we have tons of dinosaur juice in the earth in Alberta and nobody's using it for oil in Canada. So again, I digress, but there's a struggle and prices are going up. And no one's getting raises anywhere because where's the money coming from? We live in a very difficult time. Relationships are strained. Marriages, friendships, COVID proved that. COVID proved that friendships were strained. And then COVID was also hard on marriages because everybody's in the same house for a long period of time. There that goes. So there's just a lot happening right now. But when we follow God's commands, it doesn't mean everything's going to go better. It doesn't mean everything's going to be great. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you're following what God has asked you to do, and it's right, because we believe he is true, he is love, and he is right. So when we follow his commands, the ones he gives, we're honoring him, and we're inviting him to bless us. We're inviting him to protect us, and our, protect us in, in all sorts of ways, but also in our lives. Does that mean that like, we, we, we kind of get confused with blessing. We, we, we think that blessing instantly in North America, we think it means money. No, that's not necessarily the case. It means a lot of things. It means health. It means breathing. It means uh, looking outside, walking, looking at things. It, it's, it's a whole bunch of things. Family, relationships, all that. We are blessed that way, the country we live in. And, and, you know, we we tend to think in North America that if things are going wrong, we're not blessed. But you have to reverse, go back in time when the disciples in their world, as Christians, they were not blessed. They had struggles, man. The government was after them. There's a lot going on. Yet they still said they were blessed. So we're not in that situation, and we need to be very careful of that. Now, could it go that way? Could. Probably. Probably. But God asks us to take care of a few things, and we need to look at those. And one of them is is what he says in Exodus verse 20, uh, one to three, and we don't have them up on the the thing. If you have your Bible with you or a, a tablet or a phone, you can look it up on there. But Exodus chapter 20, verses one to three, it says, and God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You've probably heard a lot of messages where that particular scripture is like, you know, if you, if you put anything before God, if you put relationships, money, power, material, all that before God, those can be God's before him. But it's whatever you focus on. It's whatever you think is more important than your relationship with God. So if you get up in the morning, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be touchy here, if you get up in the morning the very first thing you do is check your emails for work, what are you valuing more? If the very first thing you do is something other Then thinking about going and doing your devotions and then doing your devotions, then we can tend to do that. Now, unless you do them at night, that's a whole other thing. Like, whenever you do them, that's fine. My point is, if you go, I can put that to the side. Our devotional life, our prayer life, our scripture reading is the first thing we dump in the day if it gets busy, yes? Because I don't have time for that. That's, That's a lot, we gotta read. It sounds funny when you say it like that, though, right? Oh, I don't have time to read a couple verses and spend some time with God, 10, 15 minutes. But we'll dump that first, because, well, you know, you could have the kids, or maybe you have, you got to be to work early, or you got to fight traffic. I mean, there's piles of things you can put before God and, and your time with him. Now, again, if you do it in the evening, that's fine, but what happens if something comes up? Oh, I can do that later. I can do that later. Why? Because if Satan wants to do anything... He wants to make you think that this isn't important. Spending time with God isn't important. And if he can get you to believe that and put that on the back burner of your life, he wins. And slowly becomes a habit. Again, we've all heard the story, to make a habit, you got to practice, practice, practice. But to get rid of one, it's pretty easy. You just don't do it anymore. It's done. You forget it once, you forget it twice, forget it three times, pew, it's gone. You don't do it. It takes like 20 times to actually make it a habit. So I would like to challenge you today on a side note here, If you haven't been putting your devotions first in your life, put your devotions first in your life. Read scripture, take time to pray. If you need a devotional, let's get a devotional. If you need one to guide you, do it. There are many devotionals out there. Look, with the amount of technology we have today, if you can't do it, somebody can do it for you. You can find something that you can read that's not super you know, out there or whatever, that's safe, that's, that's gonna help you learn, help you walk through your relationship with Jesus Christ. But if you haven't been doing it, I wanna challenge you today, do it. It's very important, very, very important because the second you stop, all of a sudden you're like a rudderless ship and that's no good. So he says that in Exodus 20. Have no gods before me. And then in Matthew chapter 20, 35 to 40, my favorite. You're probably sick of hearing it, but guess what? It's the Bible, so you have to like it. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as your? All the laws and the prophets hang upon these two commandments Good night, everyone. It's been fun, and we'll see you next week. No, listen. It's so simple. Love God. Love your neighbor. Yet, it's the most difficult. It's frustrating. As a good father, God wants what's best for us. As a good father. He gives us clear guidelines Clear guidelines on how to live in a manner that's pleasing to him. Set apart as his people, and he enables us to obey those guidelines. These guidelines in the Old Testament are not difficult, but we struggle so much with them. But he gives us clear ones. Jesus summed up the entire the entire commandments in, in, in these two things. Or Sorry, the entire law in two commandments. Love God and love your neighbor. And the Ten Commandments can be summarized into these same categories. The first four are about our relationship with God, and the last six are about our relationship with each other. Love God, love your neighbor. Do you see how that ties in with Old Testament and New Testament? It's pretty impressive. Written many, many years apart. And yet it comes together like this. It's beautiful, actually. The Israelites were tempted and many times fell. Um, They were tempted to doubt God. They were tempted to doubt His, his goodness. And they were tempted to disobey, and they did it quite a bit. And it depended on their situation. And it usually was because they were having difficult times. And when we have difficult times, we do the same thing. We do the same thing. When our lives seem like they're difficult, when they seem like they're falling apart, we tend to forge on our own. We move ahead, and we don't worry about our relationship with Him, and we're like, you know what, we're just going to do it on our own. And then we relinquish our trust in God. I used to think that God was too busy to deal with all the little things in my life. I used to be like, you know what, God? You're too busy. You've got a world you're dealing with. You've got starving kids in Africa. you got climate change. You've got all sorts of stuff happening. I- I'll deal with my stuff. You don't, you, you don't need to worry about me. Well, that's not a good way to look at it. And as I've evolved in my relationship with God, I've realized that he wants to know those things. He wants to be involved in everything. He already knows, but he wants me to have that relationship where I talk to him and I communicate with him my concerns. But we tend to go to God when we're in despair. We tend to go to God when we're in trouble. We forget to thank him for all the good things in our lives. Yes, life can be difficult and life will be difficult because in this world you will have, yes, and so there's no way to get away from it. So you got to be thankful for the blessings that you have. What are those in your life? I can't answer that for you. You you have to do that. And I'm going to talk about that um, near the end. But think about that for a minute. Think about that. But because God's wisdom and love, they're flawless, we can trust his commandments to be uh, for our ultimate good and for our ultimate protection. We can trust that. It's not just a list of rules because he's this big mean overbearing bearded dude in the sky that's not what it is first john chapter 5 verse 3 says for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome they're not they're not that difficult but we've got this push pull thing in our relationship And the evidence of God being first in our lives is displayed in our obedience to his word, to what he says. And if we're not in this, excuse me, if we're not in this, how will we know? How will we know what he wants? How will we know who he is? How will we know how to obey if we're not in this? We won't. I'll answer that for you. Jesus' death paid for all the consequences of our sin and therefore we are now free to follow his commands out of love, no obligation or fear of punishment. We're no longer under that law um, to gain our righteousness. The law is now in our hearts. And I hope you realize that. It's become a part of us because we love God and we want to obey him. Was there a specific rule in your home growing up that you had a hard time obeying? Now think back. Your home, your parents, your mom, your dad, somebody had a rule for you. My mother gave me a rule. I was 19 and engaged (laughs) and she made a rule. You must be in by midnight. Well, I always came in at 1201, 1202, 1203, tried to push it. I didn't like that rule. I'm a grown man, and I'm engaged. I can come home when I want to. The problem is it would wake her up, and she would worry. Then I had kids of my own. (laughs) You will be home at midnight, (laughs) or I will hunt you down, because guess what? I have pinged your phone. You can't hide from me. Now, we have rules, I understand now. But at the time, I did not understand. You worry. So, there was rules. How about that rule about don't touch the stove as a little kid? How many touched the stove? How many had the rule, don't spit in your brother's eye while he's sleeping? (laughs) How many broke that rule? How many had the rule, don't throw your brother's glasses over the railing down the stairs and break them? How many broke that rule? (laughs) My brother walked around with tape in the middle of his glasses all through high school like a big nerd, thanks to me. (laughs) It was a rule. I didn't like to follow that one. Why were they so difficult to follow? Because I was a devil child? According to my parents, I was an angel sent from heaven. (laughs) Yeah, you trust me, ask my wife. They've told her the same thing. I was amazing. <laughs> I really fooled them. My brothers know differently. But why was it so difficult? And what were the consequences of those actions? See, we don't realize it. So when my mom said she needed me home at a certain time, I thought she was trying to control me and just didn't want me to have any fun. And, and that's how we look at God. And then when I had my own kids, I went, oh, I was difficult. And I didn't realize. But we don't see it. We just don't see it. And we have to learn. But if we can learn before we experience it the hard way, wouldn't that be better? It would be. And God is trying to do that for us all throughout Scripture. He's trying to say, if you do X, this will happen. And we go, no, that's not going to happen. I'm just going to do it anyways. And then what happens? It happens. And we go, oh, I didn't know that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I mean, we can go on with examples forever, but you get the point. So, when we have confidence in God, when we have confidence that he is good, and that his plans are good for us, and we're motivated by his perfect love, we can find the faith to obey him, especially When it's difficult, because we trust in him. So when things are difficult, our faith in him helps us. So we know that he's right. If I'd known my mother was right, I wouldn't have put her through that. But I did. If I'd known. But I did know. She told me. It wakes me up, blah, blah, blah. It's like, ah, you're fine. That's what we do with God. God, you're good. I'm going to do this. It'll be different for me, right? I know everyone else who's done this. It hasn't worked, but I'm different. It's going to work for me, but it doesn't because God said, if you do this, this will happen. So when we follow that, so how do we deal with all this? How do we deal with this? We, we, we understand, okay, God has said, no other gods before me. We understand all that. But how do we have that faith in him? How do we trust God in those difficult times and, ha- and, and not use something else in his place which could be considered a God, which could be considered where we put our trust? If we're not putting our trust in God, then what are we putting our trust in? Right? So if we put our trust in God, how do we do it in difficult times? Well, pray. Clearly, first of all, we pray. And I don't think we do it enough. Throughout our day, are you praying? And now, I'm not talking closing your eyes and walking around. I'm saying, are you praying? Are you conversing with God? Are you having a conversation? Do you have that kind of relationship with him? Like, God, help those people. God, help me be better. Help me. Like, are you doing that all throughout your day? Man, God, you made such a great mountain over there. And, you know, creation. Are are you doing that throughout your day? I don't know. You got to answer that. But let go of the things you can't control. Where does most anxiety and stress and trouble come from? Us not letting go. Why don't we let go? Because we don't trust that it can be taken care of. If we let it go to God, we trust that he's going to take care of it. But if we don't give it to him, that means we do not trust him. We don't trust him. Does that mean we ignore difficult times and we go, well, there's nothing I can do about, so forget about. It. No, but we give it to him and we pray about it. Put it in your prayer life and hand it to him. And trust that he is going to take care of you, no matter what it is. He's going to take care of you through life. He's going to take care of you through sickness. He's even going to take care of you through death. Because that's coming for all of us. And we need to be aware that he's going to walk us through. Some of the most beautiful moments, the most godly moments I've experienced are with people who are passing. People have a strong trust and faith in God. Man, when they exit this body and go to eternity, it's amazing the love. My mom wouldn't stop praising Jesus in the hospital to the point where people beside her were going, okay, we get it, Jesus, we get it. But she was kind of in and out of her dementia and was praising Jesus the whole time, singing hymns in the hospital. (laughs) That place had the Gaither's for a long period of time. She, she was praying. She'd be, she would, you could hear her. I'd walk into the hospital and down the hallway I could hear, praise Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, this place has never been so Christian. I can't believe it. But are, is, that how, is that how I'm going to go out? Is that how you're going to go out? Are we praising Jesus and thanking him for a life? No matter what's happened. She had a rough go. Are we going to praise him through all that? And trust him? Are we praying for our loved ones? Are we truly, truly praying? That's a whole other sermon. But let go of the things you can't control and give it to him. Secondly, recall the times God has blessed you. Do you know that we forget? We forget the, the times God has blessed us. We forget them real easily. But he's done many things in our lives. And and, and I would I would encourage you to write those down write things down that god has done for you how he's been there with you through so many different things write them down don't forget and then thank him for those things have a list so first pray then um, recall those times god has blessed you second or thirdly check your devotional life please i beg you does it exist Or are you just going through the motions? Check your devotional life. When that starts slipping, everything else starts slipping. When you're not in your devotional life, when you're not spending time with God, everything else starts to fall away. It's happened with me. But does your devotional life exist? I pray that if you're struggling right now with it, that God will just right now, the Holy Spirit will, will strengthen you to do whatever you got to do to make that happen. I can't, I can't emphasize it enough. With the world we live in and all the nonsense that's going on, this has withstood time. it has got to be a reason for it. it has got to be a reason for it, and we know what that reason is. So get into it. And fourthly, we don't like this. We don't like this one. Um, Wait. (laughs) Wait on God. How many love waiting? They just like love it. This morning I needed a coffee, so I drove to McDonald's and all it is is a coffee. So this isn't isn't difficult. Pulled into the drive-through, ordered it, and they're like, yeah, can you park? I'm like. (sighs) God, why have you punished me this morning? (laughs) More like, why is he going to punish you if I don't get this coffee? <laughs> but I was so frustrated over something so simple because I, I got things to do, people. And then I sat there and I went, you know what? It's more important how my response is to them, how my response is to those serving me that coffee. And so I just went, sure, no problem. <sighs> Drove ahead, <laughs> parked, just steaming angry, frustrated, needing a coffee. And then when he came out to give it to me, he's like, here you go. I'm like, thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> just drove away. But it's my, I can control my response. And to, for me to say I can't is not true. I can. Do I want to sometimes? No. And so you have to, our response. So some, waiting on God can be like that. Come on, God, it's simple. Just please, just do it. Fix this problem. Heal this person. You've done it all through Scripture. Make it happen. But waiting on Him, waiting on Him, a devotional life, a prayer life, remembering His blessings in our devotional life, waiting on Him, is super important, no matter what it is. No matter what, we're going through. Put him first. Put nothing else before him. Spend time with him. This morning,